All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Never Any Mulligans Golf Podcast, otherwise known as the Nom Golf Podcast. And this is our second episode back after our long break due to the coronavirus and school and many other things. And in our last podcast, we previewed for you uh, the scramble tournament that we were going to play in. And we did end up playing in that tournament. And on this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about it. We're going to give you a recap, and then we are going to preview a trip that we are about to take here this week and uh, give you some insight as to what that's going to look like. And uh, we have a lot of exciting information for uh, to share with you all. So uh, with that, I'll turn it over to the guys, Dan and Cam, uh, to talk a little bit about the Scramble Tournament. Yeah, so the, uh, the tournament was a five-man Scramble Tournament, and we didn't think it was going to be played because of the pandemic that's going on. And anyways, we get an email that says we're going to have, we're going to be playing in 10 sums. So that's the first uh, fun, funny detail of the, of the tournament is there's 10 people on every green, which was pretty ridiculous. Um, I guess our group only had nine. So, you know, we, we had, we had some pretty fast, fast playing out there with only nine people. So, uh, no, I mean, it went well. The pin positions were, were crazy. Uh, we didn't really know what to expect on that. I'm sure someone else can uh, elaborate on, on I guess, maybe on hole one what, or hole ten for us, what what happened there. Uh, yeah, so, um, I mean, so we started off hole ten, our first player, Cade. Um, he hits a perfect drive right down there on this 295-yard hole straight into the wind. He hits this low shot gets about five, ten yards short of the front edge, and the pin's in the back left. And we get up there, we're thinking, oh, we're in the skins game. This is an eagle opportunity get off to a two under through one start. We get up there, the pin is about six inches to a foot right of this ridge, and if you miss the ridge, it goes straight down off the green. And so that, that kind of just shook me up right off the start, and that kind of got me um, – it kind of got in my head a little bit, maybe for the rest of the team too. But um, we got up there, and none of us hit a good chip shot. So we had like 12 feet, 12, 15 feet. And uh, we get up there, and the first three people hit real solid putts, go right past the edge, almost all drop. They go about a foot past, and just like we well, like we expected, straight off the green. And um, that, that kind of got in all of our heads, I think. And from then on, it was kind of uh, just – we were just kind of all those, all the greens and pins were kind of in our head from there on out until we got it going later in the round, which we did. But um, yeah, I think that kind of just threw us off at the start. Yeah, I agree. It, it was definitely, definitely something we needed to capitalize on being in such a good position that, that Cade put us in there. And we just all caught those chips a little bit heavy and that just, that yeah. hurt. I mean, we were clearly playing it conservative because we didn't want to blow it past, like you said, and, and have it go off the green like our putts. Um, did but I I thought the most uh, most frustrating part of the of the first or tenth hole I guess um, our first hole but the tenth hole uh, was after like I, I think the third putt went by one of the other guys in the other group said oh man this is what I love about this tournament and I'm like come on we just putted off the green three times like seriously <laughs> mm. it, it wasn't it wasn't even golf for the viewers I mean it was it was like putt putt honestly I it was like, that I've never seen a PGA Tour event have any holes like that i mean obviously there's ridges and stuff that you have to manipulate around but i mean this was just 
if you go six inches past, it's gone. And I mean, there's nothing like that out on the tour I've ever seen in my life. No, I, I mean, the way that the certain pens were positioned, uh, it almost wasn't enjoyable because it was just like mm. it was all that tournament had a, a lot to do with luck. I think in, mm. in certain instances, I mean, we struck it decent, honestly, um, but just really couldn't capitalize on the greens. The, the one hole that stands out to me. Um, that was very frustrating. You see groups on that, I think, par 3 13th hole or fourth hole of the, of the tournament get that bounce in front of the green um, mm-hmm. for the for the viewers. Uh, it's pretty firm. Tim was in the front, and it's about one, uh, 175, I believe is the number. And uh, you had to land this ball about 15 yards short of the green, kind of in line with the cart path to get it to hop up onto the green because if the ball landed on the green, it was going over. It was a little bit downwind. And uh, this group in front of us gets like a triple hopper landing in the rough like three times and then kicks up onto the green to like two feet. And then we all point out the spot and a couple couple of us hit it near the spot and the ball doesn't bounce up onto the green. It just stops. So, I mean, it's just really goofy with how certain bounces went in that round. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think we played solid. No, no worse than some of our other scrambles where we've shot seventeen under as a five sum and stuff. It's just, uh, uh, just the putts were were impossible to make. I mean, if we played the the rest of the course the way we played our back nine, uh, then we would have had a winning score for sure. It just took us a minute to to adjust to the weird course layout and playing with the worst team in in the tournament um, and, and a nine sum. So that, that also doesn't help. <laughs> So, guys, let's talk a little bit about that, uh, our second nine there, which is obviously the front nine. Um, what do you guys think was, was our best hole that we played on that nine? And uh, what do you think the most memorable shot um, was in, in, in that nine holes? Well, I think uh, hole eight, uh, I think your drive, Carson, and then Cam hit it to like five feet and made the putt mm-hmm. for Eagle. That was definitely the, the best hole for sure. Um, everybody had shots that were crucial, but as far as like the best played hole, that was our only Eagle. And I mean, it doesn't get better than like a 300 plus drive with a, with an iron to five feet and make it for Eagle. So definitely. Yeah. I I mean, I'd say for the uh, viewers, uh, everyone else hit the pre-salad. Um, I, I had no uh, part of the ball striking on the uh, first nine. And so kind of felt good to, I definitely got warmed up more on the second nine and, Felt good to hit a good shot in there and help the team, but um, yeah, I'd say that was definitely the most memorable shot for me at least. But um, I mean, I'd th- I'd say just throughout that whole second nine, I mean, I think every single person on our team was hitting it very pure on that second nine. I mean, the front nine, um, we had a couple people hitting it pretty solid, but on that second nine, we were all kind of just throwing a lot of darts in there, making some putts. It was just a lot more better energy, I think, and um. That, that second nine was just really fun with everyone playing well at the same time. So I, I agree with I that. Think, I, think I, we, I think if we could have got the birdie on 10, I think we would have had some energy starting off. And I think it would have been just like that uh, back nine, but that was just a turning point on the first hole. But I mean, it was, it was really enjoyable the whole day, but then that back, the second nine was just very exciting. Definitely, I agree with that, Cam. I mean, you could almost go through every hole, and I'm just thinking, you know, it was Cade on on one there, and then it was, you know, my drive on two, and then obviously we parted three, and then four chip, I chipped in, and then you have Arnie shot on five. I mean, 
almost you can go through hole to hole, and then you're shot on eight, eight. I mean, you can go through every hole and look, and we all had clutch shots and, mm. and that nine coming in, and and that's just what we didn't have on that on our first nine. We mm. just did not have everyone um, really playing solid golf, and that's what it takes in a scramble. Everyone's got to hit great shots. Everyone can't just be playing decent. Mm. Um, you're just gonna need, gonna need great shots and. And I mean that really shows what our our team can do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we, we were the lowest off. score on that second nine for everyone. Just right, no, but we we were the lowest score on one of the nine holes, and we end up getting ninth place. It just that shows how big the difference was on the two separate sides. But I mean, I I just think with the pin positions, just I mean, just kind of got in our heads, and I'd say you and Carson and Justin, they both started off hitting it real solid, but took uh kate i mean kate hit some good shots too but it took arnie and i a little bit to uh start playing well but we all ended up finding our games eventually yeah just for the listeners like cam said tied for ninth uh we were 10 under par so three under on our very first nine which was the back and then uh seven under on that second nine um and the winning score was 13 so i mean ninth place but we're only three shots off um so not too far off but we're hopefully looking forward to playing in this tournament uh, some sometime in the future um, where we can all get back and, and play this tournament because we think that that uh, we all show up and, and play to our capabilities. Uh, this this tournament should be ours. So, um, but all in all, it was fun. It was fun to get out there with all you guys and uh, kind of get get back out um, after being stuck inside and and you know hardly any sporting events due to the coronavirus and. Uh, it was a little bit interesting to see that many people all congregated in one spot, but they made it work. And uh, I don't necessarily know how they did, but uh, it happened. <laughs> so uh, they made they made it happen. So um, all in all, ten under par, like we said, tied for ninth. So that was the uh, the result in the scramble tournament. So now we will uh, kind of move our uh, transition uh, topics here uh, and get in. Um, to the match a little bit that happened uh, this past Sunday at Seminole Golf Club. It was between Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson. Uh, that was a team versus uh, Matthew Wolf and uh, Ricky Fowler. So, Dan, what were your thoughts on that match? Well, initially I was thinking we could easily beat them with how they were playing uh, in the first couple of holes. They were definitely showing some rust. Um, it's also different seeing them carry their own bags. So, I mean, they were playing like us, and then, and then they were carrying their own bags like us. So it was it was, it was kind of cool to see. And, and then they started getting hot. Rory got hot first, and then Ricky got hot. So they all ended up playing uh, playing decent. Um, but it was it was exciting how it came down to Rory having to hit it within like twenty feet on that one shot uh, to see who wins or loses. Came came down to one swing, so that that worked out. Um, but uh, Overall, major tournament would be much more exciting to, to me, but uh, it was still better than nothing, so it, it was good. Yeah, I mean, I just had a couple takeaways from it. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm not really sure if DJ or Wolf would have broke 80, honestly, but if they played <laughs> their own true. ball, I mean, it was – I think they both had one birdie maybe. I mean, that's not that impressive for PGA Tour players who average probably upwards of three around, I'd say. Um, but definitely rusty, so I'm not, not really worried about that. But um, another takeaway was Matthew Wolf. 
I mean, all these guys, they're they're playing with Rory, DJ. I mean, Ricky's not a long hitter, but Ricky or Rory and DJ, I mean, everyone's thinking those guys, everyone believes those guys are the longest on tour. Matthew Wolf absolutely bombed it past him on the two long drive holes. He he's has an extra gear coming out of college. I mean, I think he's gonna be a big time player and he I think he kinda has the uh he kinda has the clutch gene too, I'd say. He when he has to hit a shot he kinda steps up like um when his only for his only tournament win, um, he made a big eagle putt, I think, on the last hole, and then you could see he kind of he kind of looked different on hole seventeen. I know he didn't stick it or anything, but the wind just kind of ballooned everyone's shots. But he, I mean, I think he's just going to be a big time player in the next couple of years. Um, but yeah, it was really fun to watch them in live golf. But it wasn't wasn't much with how they played at certain points, but um, it was definitely enjoyable to watch. Definitely. It was nice just to be able to, to see a sporting event and not have to watch something that's like 15 years old. So that was uh, that was great to see. I mean, honestly, if it, if it was four hacks who go out and shoot, you know, who are going to go out and shoot like 120, I think that would have been better than not having, having any uh, live <laughs> sports. So while I think the golf at times was disappointing, um, especially at the start there, um, like uh, like you guys mentioned, I mean, it uh, was a little bit a little bit rough. I, I didn't know if we were going to get a birdie there after the first couple of holes, mm-hmm. uh, but we did eventually at the third with DJ. But but uh, all in all, it was just great to to see some golf. And I just wish they they would do the playoffs a little bit different. I was just about to say that. Corny. Closest to the pin. I mean, I wanted them to go down and measure. I mean, arguably from that camera view, it looked like Wolf could have had I, it. I, but, did, I mean, <laughs> I did see a tweet about that. Actually, there is a picture on Twitter that they did measure, so that's at least okay. good. But I don't okay. know why they didn't freaking show it. But uh, I know they they did indeed measure, so that's at least a plus. But I just I did not like that finish at all. I mean, what I mean, closest to the pin, like that's no no golf tournament does that. I mean. Like it's, right. like it's a Parks and Rec tournament. That's what they did in Parks and Rec. I mean, Indiana <laughs> Junior Golf doesn't even do that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is very true. So, guys, while we're on the uh, the topic here of these big matches, um, this upcoming Sunday on Memorial Day weekend, we have Tiger Woods um, and Peyton Manning versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady um, played down at the Medalist Club, Tigers Club in uh, Florida. And they've released some new details. So I want to go through a couple of the details with you guys and see what your thoughts are. Um, it's going to be a four ball on the front nine. So all the guys are going to play out their shots. It's just kind of like a two-on-two best ball. And on the back nine, they're going to do a modified alternate shot where all four guys hit their drives. And then each team chooses their best ball and then plays alternate shot from there. A um, couple other details on the fifth hole. All guys will play with one club only, so they can only play the club. They got to pick on the tee. Is that a par four? Club par five? Use. Par three? You know what par? Uh, good question. Not sure. I'm guessing it's a par four, par five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here's the most interesting part. I think I had two more interesting kind of notes to make. Um, there's two hundred thousand on the line for charity. Um, if Charles Barkley can go bogey or better on one hole, mm-hmm. so they haven't announced which hole that's going to be, a... but Charles Barkley is going to play one hole. Yep, I, I saw that just before we came on the air, actually. I was, that's funny you mentioned that, but um, that'll be interesting for sure. That will definitely be entertaining. And then the, the final thing I wanted to note, um, and see what you guys uh, thought about this, 
Um, the playoff, if they're tied after 18 holes, they will play a modified alternate shot on a shortened version of the 18th hole. So they're going to play it from 125 yards. They're all four going to play their shots, then take the best ball from each team there, and then play alternate shot on the putting green going in, which is a little bit interesting, <laughs> but it's better than closest to the pen, I think. Alternate shot on yeah, the putting green. That'll be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I think it'll be more exciting than the last one for sure. You got like four four icons there, so um, I'm sure whatever kind of format they do will, will work out, and it'll be good entertainment. Definitely, definitely. It's just uh, it's frustrating, you know. There's no crowds there, so we don't have the the yeah. players or the mashed potatoes or anything <laughs> like that. That's a big disappointment. Definitely, most definitely. So should be interesting to watch that um, this upcoming Sunday, and we will provide a podcast um, that like, recaps that um, and also recaps our Purdue trip that I'm going to um, introduce to the viewers, introduce to all of you um, right now. So that's what we're going to get into. Uh, we have a big trip planned for this Friday to go down to Purdue University or over to you. Purdue University, I guess, in West Lafayette. And we are going to play the Campen Golf Course, designed by Pete Dye, and then the Ackerman Allen Golf Course, which is right across the road, um, designed by Pete Dye as well. And these are two um, arguably um, some of the top university courses in the country, um, and a couple of the best courses uh, in the state. Um, So it will be very exciting to play. But um, Cam, I know you have played these courses um as as well i have as well um i know dan has not but but cam what kind of stands out to you on uh, on both of these uh both of these golf courses yeah so um if if the viewers haven't heard of this course or these courses um so we're starting on camping which is a lynx type of golf course so um a lot, lot of heather marsh area off the fairways i mean big wide fairways um tough greens you got some waste bunkers um it's just kind of a kind of an interesting course very very um good scenes on the course um pretty um i mean really good shape um it's definitely the tougher the two golf courses um it's honest it's arguably one of the toughest courses in indiana um if you're playing it from the tip tips because um of the length and the greens, and if you miss shots offline, how big they penalize you. So um, that that's definitely a tough golf course. Um, then you go over to Ackerman Allen Golf Course, which is more of a tree-line golf course, um, really green and pretty pure looks over there. So um, I think our Ackerman Allen's definitely the more scorable one, but um, they, def- they definitely both are very tough. I mean – depending on what yardage you end up playing. Um, if you, you want, you can play it up to probably 7,500 yards or so on both courses with a lot of uh, trouble if you off, you're offline. But we obviously will not be playing that far back because we're going to try and take it low. But, um, yeah, I think we're going to – we said we played around 6,600 yards, so we'll uh, let you know what our scores are like from there. But um, depending – on tournaments, they can move the tees back and put some tough pins on the greens because they're both have very sloped greens. So, um, yeah, it should be interesting. We'll see what we can fire. Definitely. Um, and just for the viewers, we're going to set a goal 
Um, our format that we're going to play down there is a three-man best ball. So for those of you who do not know uh, what that is, um, we all three play out our own ball on the hole, and we just count our be- whoever makes the best score, or we can all, I guess, make the best score. Like, we all birdied the hole. We all parred the hole. Um, but you just count whatever that best score is, and that is the team score on the card. So I know Cam and I have been talking a lot about this, and, and Dan wanted to get kind of your – insight on it uh we were thinking about maybe making uh like 12 under par potentially anywhere we've been talking anywhere from like 8 to 12 under par being like our our kind of goal number to shoot um but i was kind of leaning toward uh leaning toward maybe saying 11 is uh you know tied for the lead in the clubhouse like we always like to say and then uh 12 under par would uh would win it for for 36 holes yeah um Never seen the course, so twelve under for six under each side. Um, I mean, that's that sounds like it'd be a pretty good score. So, uh, yeah, let's, also, let's do it. I don't know how hard the course is, but if we're playing sixty six, I definitely think it's also just a little side note. Um, the scoring will be probably a little lower because we're playing it. It's going to be about seventy eight degrees with a high of three mile an hour winds. So, um, definitely scoreable right. conditions. Okay. Right, and we'll combine. So we're doing a combine between uh, between both rounds then for that number. So maybe, wait, should we push it to like thirteen? Yeah. Well, I, I would be able to give better input, but I just have never seen the course. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't expect you to to be able to give a, a good number on that just because you haven't seen them. But they're 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 um honestly, Dan, they're like you know having played you know I know you know I know you've played Sycamore um, several times. It's they can be just as challenging as Sycamore, um, not necessarily Ackerman, but camping can be at, at times, mm-hmm. I believe. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, Sycamore is, is challenging, but if we're playing those kind of yardages, like 6,600, sure. I think it makes like any course uh, not overly challenging. I'm sure there's some out there that would still be crazy at 6,500. Right. But um, – but yeah, Sycamore is really challenging. But I know moved up at like uh, sixty-five or sixty-eight or something. That uh, you still can make some birdies and and shoot a good score if you play well. Definitely, definitely. So maybe maybe we say maybe we say twelve twelve wins. Just if we if we get to twelve, we win. I like that. All right. I think that's pretty fair because like Cam and I have been talking a lot about it, Dan, and we think that you know. Just and this just for the viewers as well. We're teeing off at nine fifty a.m. on camp at first, and then after that, we're going straight back out at I think like two forty-five on Ackerman. So we're starting on the tougher golf course in the morning, um, and then I think we're really going to have to take it low um, in that second round because that first round I played so many tournament uh, rounds at camp, and given they've all been played near the tips, um, and it's it's easy to get into par, 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 like just grinding out pars um, and not really able to make a lot of birdies. But Ackerman's definitely a course that, frankly, I think we could birdie every hole if we really, uh, really were on. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. Um, I mean, even if we shoot, we we definitely won't be disappointed because it's going to be enjoyable to play out at those courses the whole day no matter what we shoot. But um, even right. if we – don't play well and say we shoot four under if camping's playing with some tough pins or something like that four under on camping we can go over to Ackerman and shoot eight under easily with 
with how mm-hmm. scorable it is over there if we all hit some good drives off the tee and that's that's definitely the key over there but um yeah definitely more scorable over there so it should be should be definitely able to go low i definitely agree that's that's the positive cam about starting on camp and we don't have to feel like we're forced to go low right off the bat like at ackerman going ackerman first and having camping second that would be that would be definitely challenging i mean we'd have to make some birdies mm. i think to uh to get off the good start but we'll have to we'll have to also come up with a hole like we always normally do that that's kind of the tiebreaker you know dan the uh if, you know if we if we come in at 11 under par um we have to have a, a determining factor whether we beat that team in the clubhouse or not yeah yeah Pro- probably 18, maybe yeah no we, we just got to go super low so there's no dispute how about we birdie all 36 holes now wouldn't that be a record or what <laughs> we may get a plaque in the clubhouse yeah. if that happens we should <laughs> but um another thing i was mentioning to, to cam um, dan is that uh we're gonna play like you know cam was saying 6600 yards and necessarily necessarily isn't a t that that is that length um but we're gonna try to play a lot of the t's very similar to how they would play some of like the golf week tournaments there or some okay. of the other tournaments that we've played for example seven at Campin is typically a drivable hole where they put the tee. They've always made this hole drivable. But if you play it where the normal tee's at, it's not drivable, but just in the tournament they have. So we'll play that as drivable and just try to set it up very similar to how we have seen the course in the past. Okay. That, yeah, courses. that sounds good to me. Yeah. So that that should be should be a blast. Hopefully the weather continues to uh, look good for Friday. I know, like Cam said, seven, low, uh, low 70s and hardly any wind. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how the, the course conditions are with all this rain that mm-hmm. we've been getting. Although I know Lafayette didn't get nearly as much as we mm-hmm. have, um, especially today. Um, it just hasn't been sunny. It's been cloudy. It's been, uh, it's been a little bit rough. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of uh, nervous, honestly, with uh, how, how, how um, good your ball striking has to be at these courses. I haven't swung a club since about uh, – last wednesday i'd say so could be interesting if i don't get any swings in the next couple days but we'll see (laughs) yeah we'll see what happens sometimes sometimes that's good Mm -hmm. um but uh, i'm sure we'll we'll try to get out here i'm gonna try to get out tomorrow and uh and see see what happens today it was today it was just really it was really wet out and sick bar super windy it was hard to really control the ball Mm -hmm. (laughs) really really difficult in the wind but uh but no, this should be a fun trip. Really looking forward to it. Um, I was thinking, um, guys, you know, the original plan was, you know, pick up Dan first and then pick up Cam. But I was almost thinking we have to get on 24. I think we have to get on 24 to go over there. So it honestly may be quicker if we pick up, if I pick up you second, Dan. That's fine. I, I'm cool with whatever there. I'm going to sleep in a little bit longer. <laughs> Because originally I thought I thought we we're gonna have to come back more toward this way, but actually it's easier to catch it right right near your house down there. Um, yeah, that's fine. So we'll plan on plan on that, and uh, hopefully another interesting thing, just random you know, random piece of information for the viewers. But they're playing a Hurricane Junior event, tour event this upcoming weekend at Ackerman. It'll be interesting to see if there are other groups um, playing a practice mm-hmm. round. Um, when, when we're playing our afternoon Ackerman round on Friday, oh, yeah. getting a little co- competition so, with them, take, get them a little, uh, get a little match with them. 
That's right. We get in, get in a little game. Um, just for the last few minutes here, um, Dan, I just wanted to, another kind of topic I think the viewers be interested in. We haven't really talked to them a whole lot about. Um, it's the big match between you and Eric um, this summer. <laughs> um, if you could tell the, the viewers a little bit about that. Yeah, so I, it was either this spring or, or um, last fall where Eric and I decided we were going to have a little uh, one-on-one match play, like Tiger <laughs> Phil style. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be going on probably at Fort Wayne Country Club um, here in, in a couple months. So um, Eric is uh, Eric's going to get it destroyed. So that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> That is going to be a, gonna gonna be a great match. I'd like to see it even happen. Maybe a little best of three, kind of rotate courses. Okay, and, I'd be cool with that. Uh, yeah, and see what happens there. I think that'd be a lot of fun, and uh, we'll definitely uh, feature all of those on this podcast. So for those listeners out there wondering and wondering how the the match is going to turn out, you guys will know all about it because we will break it down for all of you on this on this podcast. So. Do not uh, do not be concerned about that. So we will be back with you, um, maybe on the way back. We'll record a podcast from Purdue. Maybe not. Maybe we'll do it a, a day or two after. Um, but we'll definitely provide you a full recap of this Purdue trip. We'll review both courses for you, um, even though Cam and I have played them. Um, we'll get Dan's thoughts and talk about what makes the courses um, so great. Um, and, uh, and we'll talk about how we performed in our little self, uh, team best ball, um, challenge that we're doing. So for the last minute or so, I'll turn it over to, uh, to both of you guys and we can all kind of make the, uh, closing statement. Um, all I'd say is we're shooting 20 under the, the goal is going to be 12. We're going to, uh, pull a little Tiger Woods action on them and, uh, just blow them out of the water. So stay tuned to see if we, uh, get to Tiger Woods level and, if not, we'll uh, we'll still go low. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, they're going to be a lot better than uh, Chestnut uh, for sure, where I usually play at. Um, I mean, Chestnut's a solid course, but these um, these definitely are going to blow that away. So, it's looking forward to seeing how we can play on on a good course and and just enjoy uh, really nice courses. And it looks like some 70 degree and sun. 70 degrees and so on. Definitely. I'll I'll be interested, Dan, to see how these courses compare to uh, your, uh, your favorite country club over in Hicksville. Oh yeah. See, uh, no course I'm ever going to play is going to be able to beat uh, Hicksville country club. So, Um, but uh, they can come close. They can come close. Definitely. Definitely. All right, everyone. Thank you for uh, tuning in to this uh, episode of the podcast. We're happy to be back with all of you after such such a long time off and uh you'll see our instagram page start to become active here we'll take some pictures and videos and at uh Campin and ackerman and we will post those maybe we can have a, a few funny videos which i'm sure we will have and uh, i'm sure you all will will enjoy seeing our instagram page becoming active again um and uh, maybe if we get up to a certain amount of followers uh, we can even go live sometime on the uh uh, never any mulligans instagram so make sure to give it a follow um n dot a dot m dot underscore golf underscore podcast um on instagram or just type in never any mulligans and you will see our page there's already a lot of uh funny videos on there i know we posted a lot uh when we first started this podcast earlier in the spring um 
and um, we will be back with you uh, sometime, hopefully this weekend after the the trip concludes, and uh, we'll be able to provide you with a great recap. So we hope you have a fantastic Memorial Day weekend, and we will be back with you all soon. Thanks, everyone, and yep, yeah, play. Yep, yeah, play. Yeah, play.